welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Have you ever used the whole chapstick? The entire chapstick? Yes, I've done that. I, I don't think that's... Is that like a rare thing to do? I do that all the time. I don't I don't lose mine. Okay, so I imagine for most people it's probably like rare to use the entire chapstick, but I do it all the time. And <laughs> it always catches me off guard because I'm like, man, this chapstick feels light. But right before I got on Discord to record the podcast today, um, this happens every time... I use a full chapstick. I open it up and the like plastic part that has the last little bit of chapstick on it like flies out. Yeah. And just falls on the <laughs> I think the only way or the only reasons I never use a full chapstick, like I guess container, is because it melts and so it doesn't it's like squishy and it doesn't have the stiffness that it should. You know what I mean? Like it's kinda liquidy, so then I'm like, well that's gone bad, so I have to get a new one. Oh, you got to keep your chapstick in a cool area. <laughs> that rarely happens. I, I mean, I mean, it depends because you haven't. I have mine in my pocket all the time, so it, get, I mean, it gets hot. It's pockets. It's pants. Yeah. Uh, I don't keep mine in my pocket. I keep it in either my bag that I take to work or <laughs> on my desk. But yeah, I just found it funny that like I was like I always put on chapstick before I record the podcast, and today it just like the. The, the end of it just went flying out in my room. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, great. I'm just going to go have to open a new one. I'm glad I had a spare. But, yeah, that's not how I was going to start the show today. I just thought it would be <laughs> funny. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it seems to me like most people just, like, hoard the chapsticks and don't ever, like, use the full thing. So it's interesting that both of us go through our full yeah, I go, I go through... Tube. <laughs> I bought a pack maybe months ago, and I'm still on the second one. So, like, I still have mm-hmm. another reserve to go before I even attempt to buy a new one. Yeah, they do last a while. Now, changing gears a little. Remember last week we were talking about KFC giving out codes for Diablo 4 Early Access Beta? Yeah, we talked about it. We had a joke that we wanted to go get it. I, I don't know if I was serious about it. I really don't surprisingly i don't go to kfc that often but Me neither i don't it's weird because i do like fried chicken but i don't go to kfc that often i'm like fried chicken i yeah. think it's just one of those things where i don't want to overdo it so then it's like to the point where i don't like it. I'm like no i like it enough to where i get it here and there once in a while yeah the I, i'd been to kfc the first time in like a year maybe the other week to get some of their like wraps that they have now that are kind of mm-hmm. like the mcdonald's snack wraps except i feel like there's less in the regular ones uh, and those are pretty good, but they had this whole thing with Diablo 4, which the promotion's over by now because the early access beta started where you get like that double down sandwich and mm-hmm. you get a Diablo 4 code. And I was like, man, I really want a code and I was going to try that sandwich anyway. But I'm like, I looked at it and I'm like, do I really want this sandwich right now? And <laughs> I said, no, let me go get something else. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh. suffice to say, I am not currently playing Diablo 4 open beta early access, and it, it remains to be seen if I'll play the open beta um, this this coming weekend after this episode drops, because it's also Resident Evil 4 weekend. <laughs> Man, I don't even remember the last kind of beta test code game I've ever tried i'm trying to really think well oh i'm gonna talk about one of those today you did street fighter (laughs) i did street fighter yeah i don't or six i don't remember the last one i did what's the game that i got in and what was it i mean we did back for blood back in the day (laughs) we did and that was that was not good you know a game i signed up for and i've never heard a single word from it that probably that tom clancy's rainbow six whatever Thing. No, that that one. Is it the yeah, Ubisoft it, one. It, it is the. It's that free to play one. Remember, they're talking about how I remember I signed up for that. I think I brought it up once yeah. in the podcast. Never heard anything about it. I don't even know if that thing like that game's still even being made. Like I don't know if it's ever gonna drop. I don't know if it has. I don't even dropped. remember what it's called. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, 
Well, I'm going to be talking about a beta that I'm playing currently um, that actually took me by surprise, but it's also disappointing me for one specific reason that we will get to when I talk about that particular... Like, it's not bad, but there is something inherently upsetting about it to me, and you're going to understand what I mean based on, you know, what we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, where this week we've got quite a few updates on some games we've been playing and a few things that me and Robert have tried out. So before we get started, my name is Daniel. And like I said, I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host Robert to who I will always ask the question, how you doing? Yeah, fine. Uh, nothing much, nothing different. Just, this is fine. How about you? Uh, I'm doing okay this week. Uh, I'm, I'm a little tired, uh, but I've gotten some like gaming in a little bit. Like it's mostly been theatrhythm because i don't know there's something about theatrhythm that just like soothed me when i play it losing that hour and a half plus at a time and just playing some good songs and (laughs) (laughs) um yeah maybe i'll talk about theatrhythm updates when we when we do games today um but before we get started with games uh there was a thing at the nintendo store in new york recently in like a partnership with red wing shoes and the super mario bros movie from illumination that is coming out in a few weeks here yeah where you could line up to see the one and only real pair of mario's shoes lovingly crafted from the movie and it was just that it was a line to go see the pair of mario shoes now i'll admit they are some cool shoes. I mean, they, they <laughs> say that. I'll, I'll say this. At the end of the day, we know Mario is just wearing Tims. He's just got some Tims on, and they just... That's what he's wearing, honestly, because what other type of shoe would he be wearing? He's from... What? He's from... I think he's from Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn. Yeah, he's from, from New York. According so to the movie, I think he's in Brooklyn. So, if he's part of... He's definitely wearing some Tims on him. But, the thing is, <laughs> I can see these shoes staying in... The store there for a while. I'll give it yeah. five, ten years. I can see these shoes going either back to Japan to be part of some historical museum at Nintendo's like main office. Or, honestly, I could see, since technically it is part of a movie tie-in, I can see this going in the hands of a private collector. Mm, maybe. No, they are cute shoes. I mean, like yeah. they, they do look like they're straight out of a Mario game. I mean, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Everything, I don't know. I, it's weird because I'm on this, like, kind of tangent, I guess, to kind of not be so criticized about movies anymore. I'm sort of like, if a movie's entertaining, then it did its mission. Like, I'm tired of kind of trying to find... I've been trying to do that myself, too, like, trying to look for the flaws. It's like, you know, this might not have been the best movie I've seen, but I didn't hate it, so it was fine. Because a a movie that I'm very passionate about that I've seen recently, and I've seen many times, uh, is The Haunted Mansion from 2003, starring Eddie Murphy. That movie is fine. It's fine. It's a fine movie. And I remember this movie just got so much hate. Like, it was the worst. Like, it's the room level of terrible quality. And I watched it. I'm like, this is a fine film. I don't know. Like, it entertained me throughout the whole thing, even to this day. I'm I'm like, it's a fine film. Eddie Murphy's fine. I don't know. Maybe there's, like, some weird Eddie Murphy hate in the... I don't know what it is, but, like, I'm like, it's fine. Like, I don't know what it is that people just have, like, this, like, weird obsession to be, like oh, this movie's going to be terrible. Because you know how they are with the Mario movie. There's some things that are like, oh, that's this way, and that's just this little detail It might not be right. But I'm like, I mean, honestly, I think the movie's going to be fine. I think it's going to be just good. I mean, it may even, it could even be great, but I think at the most it will just be good. And I think it'll do, it'll do its job because the last Mario movie we got wasn't so great. But at the same time, it wasn't that bad either. If it wasn't titled, uh, titled Mario, it would have done much better I, I think financially and, like, critically-wise. Yeah. Um, for this particular new one, I feel like... So I watched the last trailer when it dropped because mm-hmm. they always do a direct for the trailers. Um, I just feel like they've shown the whole entire movie in the in the three trailers they've had for this. Like, I don't know if there was going to be anything that's surprising me after seeing, like, Donkey Kong get the firepower up or something like that. So I'm like, maybe these trailers should have like held back just slightly. I, I think so too. I, I think I think that's just tra- tra- I think that's just trailers in general. I believe honestly, my understanding is just watch the first one 
and that's it. Because the first one will kind of give you just the uh, like kind of an interest, but at the same time, we know how bad those can be because Invisible Man wasn't a very well good trailer. You know what I mean? Like you saw, and you're like, oh yeah, this, yeah, this looks We've terrible. Used this example since the podcast started, Invisible Man. Yeah, the, and then the, you watch it, 20, and you're like, oh, this is a great film. You're like, this is this yeah. movie's amazing. Like I, that trailer did not do it. it. It's one of those weird things where a trailer can obviously help a movie, but it could also hurt it because if the trailer's bad, it gives this false perception that it's a yeah. bad film. Or, like, do a fake-out trailer like Force Awakens, or have one trailer oh, for the no. whole thing like they did for Last Jedi. You, did you hear that they're trying to, like, they always, but did you hear they're trying to pass, like, some type of, like, thing, or bill, like, law saying movie studios cannot present a fake thing in a trailer because that's false advertising, and it gives a false perception of the movie. An example is in Infi- uh, Infinity War, at the final fight hulk is seen in the trailer but if you watch the movie spoilers i don't know if anyone's gonna you know this is a quick spoiler hulk is not in the movie at all he's only in like the beginning it's the hulk buster so they're saying that that's false advertising they're trying to pass thing where they're trying to make studios not do that which granted i don't really see that because it's like you don't want to spoil the film but you want to my thing is trailers just hype up the film not spoil it so I don't mind if they change some things here and there just to add a bit of surprise to the movie. Because a movie's, I yeah. think a movie's meant to be surprising if it's your first time watching it. You're trying to see the story as it progresses. Yeah, plus, a lot of times the title of something alone or like showing some characters in like random scenes is enough without <laughs> showing like Batman versus Superman showing Doomsday in the trailer back in the day was just like, why on earth would you do that? It's like a Dragon Ball z when will goku defeat frieza and then the next episode goku defeats frieza or the end of it's like well that just spoiled the whole thing for well, me like the title I know, of the episodes yeah, in certain frieza's show, yeah, defeat yeah. i'm like all right well frieza you know he loses but sometimes it's like frieza's defeat with a question mark and then frieza's not actually defeated they only think he's defeated and then he goes into a new form stuff like that. something like that yeah it's one of those where spoilers in, in culture is weird huh it is it's like I think trailers, I don't mind if a trailer, here's the thing, if the trailer itself is not advertising the right film at all, where there's nothing in the trailer that's actually presented in that film, I can say that's false advertising. But if the trailer is just manipulating, changing certain things here and there, so it's a surprise within the film, I don't mind that because I would want to kind of watch a film. Most trailers should should do that. That, That's what Star Wars trailers do. They always make you think that something's going to happen and then another thing happens in the movie, like um it's like going back to last jedi it's like yeah that trailer yeah. made you think a lot of different things were were gonna go down it's like moral moral is trailers are meant to hype you not to show you the film and i think the the mario trailers are like it could have been showing us the film when it shouldn't have you, you know what's a good segue off of that what a trailer should hype us a beta should really show us what's going down with the game mm-hmm <laughs> That should. That and is true. I've been play- <laughs> and I've been playing Exo Primal, the game oh. from Capcom that's not Dino Crisis. Oh yes, I forgot. I was like, we were talking about this. Yeah, the not Dino, the Dino Crisis at home. The can we get Dino Crisis? No, we have Dino Crisis yeah. at home. Can I please have a new Dino Crisis? The movie, the game. Um, so this isn't coming out till July, but um, I didn't know the open beta was like this past weekend, so uh-huh. I hopped onto it, and. Let's let's start with the good. I think it actually makes more sense to start with the good in this game because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what it does is you create a character. I'm sure there'll be more options in the like full game because like compared to Street Fighter Six's amazing customization, it was kind of lacking in Exo Primal. But I'm sure they're just kind of like saving some of the customization. You get put into like these AI or not these AI simulations. I think they're actually like zapping you to other places to do like test runs of exosuits that you can wear mm-hmm. and it's kind of similar to a hero shooter in that there are different classes with different exosuits in each one so there's like assault uh, exosuits there's tanks there's healers and the tutorial kind of lets you play with a couple of them whereas um i've not used any besides the like default assault one in in game but like they'll have different powers like you might have a very powerful grenade with the assault that recharges fairly quickly. The tank might be able to use a shield and a shield bash. Um, the the healer can obviously 
put down areas that your uh, teammates can get into and heal. Um, and the the gist of it is, uh, you're fighting against dinosaurs in Exo Primal. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think, based on what I've played, Dino Crisis would be a more apt title for this game than actual Dino Crisis because, <laughs> like, it feels like a crisis. Um, but this beta gives you the war game mode where you are in a team of five people and you're going up against a team of five people, but you're not mm-hmm. directly playing with each other at the start. Mm-hmm. You are going through different dinosaur culling missions. So you're going through an open map following a mission trail. And then when you get to an objective, um, it'll say that the, the AI Leviathan is spawning raptors and like portals will open up in the sky and like 10 raptors will start dropping out of the portals. And then mm-hmm. it's your job to kind of do these like horde mode waves and then clear them, move on. Um, eventually there will be stronger dinosaurs like, um, what's that one? Dil- Dilophosaurus. Um, Which one? There's like... Wait, Dilophosaurus and Dilophosaurus? Like the, the, the spitter one? I think so. I mean, it, an actual dinosaur like knowledge and like actual like anatomy dilophosaurus does not actually spit venom and does not have that frail that's the all jurassic park copyright material uh yeah i, di- I don't think they're yeah. spitting anything but it's definitely called does I it have the the, the two crests on top of its head and it's a it, and it's very like a large like dinosaur. I, I haven't got a quite a good look at it because they usually go down really fast okay well <laughs> Yeah, the officer is just the ba- the main like just thing about it. it has two very large kind of like vertebrae like crests on its head, and it's like a very large uh, dinosaur. It's very it was like twenty feet yeah. tall. Um, there's also like gas neosaurs. It's like there's ankylosaurus, and like sometimes the uh, like a triceratops will t- uh, drop down, and that's like a mini boss. Or like pteranodons will like start flying out, and you're basically going through these waves of enemies as you travel through a map. Uh-huh. and then of, and then after you finish that part you go and you do a version of overwatch's payload where you are moving a very slow thing <laughs> with your team um <laughs> to to an objective like to like extract it while the other team is doing the same thing and then you can stop each other from doing and, and then dinosaurs are just zapping out everywhere and like enemy team can like control a dinosaur so there might be like a big giant dinosaur that comes and attacks your team and starts killing everybody it, it's a lot <laughs> i have all right so a little off topic um you said overwatch right it reminded yeah. me of this revelation i just realized like it happened within the past weekend or past week you do you know the villain overkill from the spawn comics the big cyborg guy yeah. You know his name's not Overkill, it's Overt Kill. Overt Kill. There's I feel a like T I've heard in there. This before. I didn't know that. I you did have not know those Mandela yeah. effect. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's not Overkill? I'm like, it's Overt Kill? Like, there's a T in there, and I have the issue uh-huh. he's in. And I checked it, like, it is a T. And so, like, when you said it, I just had the biggest, like, oh man, that, that just, like, messed my mind up. But why does overt kill sound like the most edgy nineties like craziness though? Yeah. I mean the other villains violator. Yeah. But uh going um, back to the topic of dinosaurs. Yeah. So I'm not as big of a fan as this ending mode because this feels like the match. Like the mm. matches are really long. Um going through the waves uh with your teammates is fun. It reminds me of a co op shooter, but then you kind of have this PvP element to it that isn't like great or anything um it's not terrible and you are still fighting dinosaurs but that brings me to the kind of bad uh, about exoprimal for me personally i felt spoiled by that like co-op horde mode objective Mm -hmm. thing i wish this wasn't a pve slash pvp game if Uh this was just pve or or solo i think it would be incredible Mm -hmm. but you've got that element to it where this 12-minute match of, like, Overwatch basically is going to start after you do your objectives, and then you're like, well, you know what? I was having more fun shooting the dinosaurs without having to worry about moving this block of, like, stuff to... at at the rate of, like, Mm -hmm. 1% every 10 seconds because nobody stays on the objective. Um, So it's kind of good and bad. The moment-to-moment gameplay is so, like... 
it, it feels amazing. It's very responsive. The frame mm-hmm. rate never drops, and I'm going to give you an amazing example of the frame rate not dropping here in okay. a second. Um, but I was reading on a forum that some of the people that worked on Lost Planet are working on this game, and this okay. game's shooting mechanics feels very Lost Planet in that it feels like arcadey, but also super responsive and super like like tweaked to perfection almost Mm -hmm. like i'm never missing with my grenades um it it just like the default settings are really cool like you 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 press triangle for the main assault um, class to do like this beam thing and like i never miss with it so like they're doing something right um the graphics are they're not the best graphics in the world or anything but they are like stunning and i think the best part about it is there was a mission in the city map um, before you get to the Overwatch part, mm-hmm. where you need to kill a thousand raptors, and I'm telling you, a giant portal opens up in the sky, and these raptors start dropping <laughs> like rain, and they are literally everywhere. You cannot see anything that's going on screen. It's just raptors, dead raptors, <laughs> alive raptors, RPGs, <laughs> FPS raptors coming down from the sky like so much rain, and that frame rate never hit below 60 was insane (laughs) you got you got raptors in the sky you got raptors in the building you got raptors wearing boxing gloves you got all types of raptors were jumping out of windows raptors were digging up from the ground (laughs) (laughs) it's like it reminds me i gotta say (laughs) i was gonna say it reminds me of the mario 99 uh demo trailer where there's a bunch of marios just everywhere oh yeah (laughs) so it's like there's just raptors everywhere all right but while this was going on i was just laughing at just how just nuts this scenario was where they're literally just dropping raptors from you from the sky it was glorious then you get to play a slow round of overwatch light and it's not (laughs) as glorious um so we know this game is gonna have like a battle pass and and all that it's probably it's gonna be full price it looks like um here's the thing I'm probably not going to buy it specific unless there's like some mode where you don't have to do pvp then like Mm -hmm. then maybe I'll think about it but I feel like this, at full price, I'm not sure. This seems to me like something that I would definitely give uh, some time to if it dropped on Plus or something. But as it stands, um, I need to see what other modes are there. Uh-huh. It's it's like, uh, this is to you a $30 game new, and then maybe wait till it goes to like the extra or, or Plus monthly subscription. Yeah. But it is fun. There's a lot to explore in the beta, but there's only that one mode where, you know, you're doing your waves and then you are doing an objective. Um, the matches are too long, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, but you're you're talking to somebody who, like, the 10-minute Call of Duty matches are, like, as much as I want to do. Like, I tried Battlefield again, 2048 or 2042 or whatever game, it's called. The matches just take like an hour, and I'm not there for that. <laughs> Especially when like uh... I'm the I'm a type of person that likes to pause my game every now and then, take a breather. Um, I can't do that with something like Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a beta, like I'm very impressed by this. Like I'm very impressed with how polished it feels. Um, Capcom just proving time and time again especially lately that they're on a roll this was the game i was worried about from capcom and while i can see some of my worry not being alleviated the game does play extremely well so yeah some initial thoughts on exoprimal because who knows if we'll end up talking about it in july Uh i'd wager that we won't because it'll be like street fighter time final fantasy 16 time everything that comes Mm -hmm. around that june july period um but yeah uh pretty good uh i don't know if the beta the beta is probably gonna be over by the time this episode goes up so like if you if you didn't hop on that i'm sure that there will be another one because capcom's been pretty good about doing betas for betas and demos and all that stuff six has had like what like three i think six has had two they're probably gonna have another closed they'll probably have an open beta or two but like capcom is just like i feel like capcom is the top top developer right now honestly in in every way um if i really have to think about it in the current like state of when they're dropping that many games at once yes they are i i don't i don't know if because you look at well, a lot about like naughty dog or like um 
Was it like or well, like sucker? Dog does like a, like they're at once a time. or twice like, yeah, in it's, a generation. It's once like here and there. Capcom is just dropping games here and there in the like Street I know, Fighter, and it's banger by, after banger. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like Resident Evil Four. So it's like yeah, the, I think dropping a lot of titles under their belt. Yeah, they're pretty much I think the best at it right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Exoprimal, pretty cool. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and keep calling it not Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis, or no. Dynasty Warriors because that's what Dino it felt Steel. like to me. <laughs> anyway, um, Robert, you have been playing a game lately that I have played. Have uh, I? Why don't you tell us about Metroid Prime Remastered? I'm Metroid Prime what Remastered. What your initial thoughts are? Um, so this is me going in, like this is me going in no previous memory i don't have any nostalgic towards metroid i i have no no nostalgia there i didn't play it growing up i didn't have it growing up so for prime especially there's nothing there for me to like to be like oh it's so this is me going in fresh new this is someone new going in when we did i think we did super i think we did the nes and super that was still we did we didn't do super we might have played it for a minute but we definitely did the nes one was that the first metroid you've ever played Yes, that was okay. the first one I ever played. But that obviously doesn't count for Prime because Prime is a different title in the sense of it's a first-person game. Yeah. I would consider those different from this one. It's the same idea, but we'll we'll get to that. So at it's least it's a I can... perfect transition or a translation, I should say, from the two yeah. D to the three D with the way it plays. So it starts off on a ship, and you know every Metro game starts on a ship. You get on there. Samus already has her, her powers. Like, she's fully upgraded. She has the grappling hook, the charge-up beam, ball, all that, you know, good stuff that Samus does. And then, obviously, you're going at this level, you know, seeing the mechanics, doing this stuff. And I will say, I'm playing it with those um, uh, GameCube-shaped controllers from, um, what are they called? I think it's power I think it is. I forgot. power yeah, okay. Yeah. I ha- I'm telling you, I get it now with that controller. I'm like, okay. I'm not ever playing this. Like, I will play it undocked, but when, if I'm playing it docked, it has to be with that GameCube controller because I'm like, nope, has to be that one. It makes so much more sense for that control. So you're going at it. It's fine. It's a fine first-person shooter. Very good frame. Very easy controls. Nothing weird. Uh, going at it, you know, I like the aesthetic. I like the, the scenery. I like the, the music, the vibe it gives off. Um, uh, I really do like the idea of going at this getting to the end defeating kind of like this preemptive like kind of just like boss i guess it's kind of like it's not really a boss i would say yeah yeah it's just like it's just something simple something easy and you know it happens and then the whole thing starts shutting down you know the ship's gonna blow up does the classic samus has to escape the you know the ship before it blows up ridley shows up i assume he's gonna be the main bad guy in this because he shows up half a robot. I, you know, he has like these, like he's a cyborg and stuff. So he ends up escaping, and I believe other stuff starts escaping too. So I, I think it, for me, I think it obviously is trying to foreshadow what's going to happen throughout the game. And then Samus eventually gets blown up in the sense of she gets damaged by a, an explosion and she loses her power. So now she's back to her being square one, you know, basic suit no no kind of crazy abilities just the blaster and that's it she gets her ship she crashed i don't think she crashed land she just gets on her ship goes on a, a planet and that's where the main game starts i'll say this i honestly kind of like the idea of having the player play a already finished character an example i will give need for speed most wanted does this in the beginning of the game you drive your bmw 2000 five m3 you drive it and it's fully upgraded it's your car and you're you fall in love with this car because i I fell in love with that car i love that car and then you lose it you lose it and that's when the that's the same thing with samus you have your abilities you use them all and it shells you then you lose them it gives you a reason to find these upgrades because you're like i miss this feeling of being that powerful same thing as like this car was amazing. Now I have a drive and well, a car game, an actual drive to get that car back. It's like I want that car back. That car was amazing. It's same thing with Sam. It's like I love those abilities. I gotta find them. I gotta get all these abilities back because that was that was great. The grappling hook, the you know charge cannon blaster, you know all this stuff. And even throughout the game, there's other abilities that 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 part doesn't show you. Like I will say, 
this is a kind of like where I'm at right now. I unlocked the heat resistant uh, suit upgrade where now I can enter kind of hot lava fire areas without taking damage. Obviously, if I fall in lava, I'll take damage. But it kind of like the air. If the air is very hot. Samus won't take damage. So back to the beginning. We're back on the you know back on the planet. Samus X is out, and then now it, the actual game starts. And now you have to explore the game, do all this stuff, and. My only complaint so far, I will say, I won't get into much detail because I can go 40 minutes on this and it's just kind of initial take. I do wish, it does kind of give subtle hints where to go, but I do wish there was just a, okay, go here. And I just wish exploring other areas just got you the basic missile upgrades and and and, and uh, uh, power uh, energy t- uh, tanks and stuff like that. I wish it just gave you those, but I wish the game would some way a little bit more tell you where to go instead of just the subtle hint on the map but i get it that's whole that's kind of the whole metroid like appeal where it's like you can get lost in this game you explore it check everything you can find abilities but i just wish it wasn't such a you can be in one area that you won't have to come back until minutes later and it's just kind of frustrating when you get to multiple areas and you know you need this one ability upgrade and you cannot find it. The one I'm stuck on, I need to find the spider ball. Where as in ball form, I can climb up walls and do this stuff and I cannot find it. But I'm in the lava area. I'm pretty sure eventually I get it. But then I go to some areas where the hints are at and I can't go any further. I still need another ability. So I'm like, okay, I need to explore a lot more. It, and I'll say this. Between the original Metroid and this one, this one's much better at, at backtracking. The other one, everything looks the same. You can yeah. get completely lost the within one. the... Yeah, you can get completely lost. Even in Super, you can get lost within the first three sections. And you're like, okay, I, I don't know where I'm at. At least with this one, every room is themed a certain way, but they're very... They have distinct details where you're like, okay, I know where room I at. If I go this... I'm telling you, I'm like, oh, I know where room I at. You know, like when we play Jurassic Park... And you'd be like, you have to go here. And I would just know exactly where I need to go. That's like with this. I'm like, oh, I know where that's at. Yeah, I, I just got to go here, here, and now I'm here. That's, you know, yeah. that's very well done. Now, it's very telling, like, or interesting, I guess. Metroid Prime 1 and Metroid Fusion came out uh, on the same day. And Metroid Fusion is like an easy-to-navigate game. Mm-hmm. You will always know exactly where to go. There will be a little target there, like in Prime, except everything is more, like, different looking, and you'll know exactly where to go. The areas are much smaller. Metroid Prime initially seems like a small world, and it's not the biggest world in any mm-hmm. game ever, but it is so dense with things Agreed. hidden in each area, rooms that have five doors that will each go somewhere else, um, rooms that you have to come back to halfway through the game and shoot with a different beam because it's a it's like a white door and it opens with the ice beam, um, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, but my frustrations with Prime have, aside from difficulty and, like, thank God the Switch has the casual mode, which, which I did the game on, was the mm-hmm. fact that... It is so easy to get lost um, just slightly past the point where you're at. Um, In my completed playthrough on the Switch version, I must have gone through those same corridors in the lava one just to get around, not because I didn't know if there was any shortcuts, because there are shortcuts. Um, Mm. Like... And I remembering which elevator le- leads to where because um, my biggest gripe with Prime is that the map is not great for yeah. someone like me. The map you can easily get turned upside down in the map um, with that. So it's like it, Metroid Prime reminds me of a game like Resident Evil on a bigger scale. It feel like Metroid Prime's world feels like the RPD station, except instead of being a small building, it's a giant building, it's and you planet. are having yeah. to. You, yeah, it's a planet. Um, it's a planet that's like mimicking almost a Resident Evil dungeon. Hmm. Um. I'll say another bad negative to this game is um no checkpoints. There's only save points. So if yes, you if arcade, you die, sure. you don't go to a checkpoint. You go all the way back to your last save point. So obviously, I'm doing this no no type of 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 um guide i'm doing this just kind of like uh, let's see how far i get let's see I, I wanted to complete this game all the way through i did some of the bosses i did like that big bug and the plant one bosses are, are fair they're fine they're nothing too difficult i don't think they're very there's difficult also only like five bosses so don't expect okay. every yeah every so it's like then. 
so it's like yeah they're they're fine they weren't too difficult but they did did a great amount of challenge so they're very they're fine and then like i said no checkpoints they're safe points so save frequently if you think you're gonna get lost or die here just go back go to a safe point but it's sort of like i kind of explore and if i had die i'm like okay i know not to go there i gotta go here and then i go a different way so you know just yeah save save more often uh hopefully i i get to finish it because honestly i do like the energy and vibe it gives off i really do enjoy yeah. the scenery the music uh the, the mood of it yeah. all is so it, isolated just... and eerie compared to like prime two or three even I like it. I, 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 it makes me want to go and play Dead Space. I'm like, man, now I want to go play because those type of like kind of empty space monsters kind of going around. And I'm like, okay, now I'm on this like the empty space fighting monster tip right now. Now I'm yeah. now you're gonna make me you're gonna make me want to play all types of space games. Yeah. Um. I think what like going back to the upgrades in Metroid Prime. I think what makes them like th- this is something that you kind of see in stuff like Zelda, but in in Prime the upgrades are so meaningful to not only going back to the first couple rooms you start mm-hmm. on Talon 4 in and finding an upgrade for power bombs or something because now you have something that will let you see a weakness in the wall that you can shoot at with a missile or different um, materials that like structures are made of that like this one might you know be destroyed by a super missile or that or the x-ray visor letting you see things or the heat vision visor letting you go through this entire section that you're pretty close to where it's pitch black and only Mm -hmm. that heat vision is that's going to be the only thing that lets you see through a very like mechanically complex like gameplay section Mm -hmm. um everything you get in prime is helpful for helping you get either an upgrade or finding a way forward and I would argue that, like, you don't need 100% of the uh, of the items. I certainly didn't get it because, like, I was tired of, like, being so turned around when I beat the game. Um, but I will say that, like, it, it does have a lot of infamous backtracking. So mm-hmm. if you ever come across any Chozo artifacts, make sure that you don't just scan them, that you actually collect them. Because <laughs> there are there are 12 riddles towards the end of this game that will take you on an entire journey across the whole entire map um, if you're not kind of collecting them kind of as you go. Like, some of them won't be accessible until you get certain weapons. Mm. Some of them you can immediately get. Some of them are so obtuse that, like, I don't think I could have pulled it off without a guide. Um, but it, it, it remains one of these, like, insanely, like chill and awesome games a game that i didn't mind being lost in which is usually a point of frustration for me being like turned around but mm-hmm. i mean the vibe the vibes are immaculate in metroid prime that's pretty much it yeah, yeah. i got nothing else to really say about it don't spoil it yeah i'm not gonna spoil it i, I won't even tell you how close you are to the you know what boss. them five bosses <laughs> i didn't know there's only five bosses you spoiled it for me Oh, I, I don't. I don't think there's. I think there's a few more than that, but it, it's definitely like five major bosses. See, now I know there's more than five bosses. So you, you keep spoiling it for me. <laughs> hey, man, twenty-one year old game. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> hey, man, spoiler culture is weird. Bringing it back to the top. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we got we got a little bit of time left. Um. Mm-hmm. We tried. Well, before I get to that, theater. Just a quick update. Okay. Uh. I finally did Man with the Machine Gun on Ultimate. This is the first thing I brought up, I Seen think, it? when I talked about this game. I now consider myself to have beaten Theatrhythm, yet I'm still playing it for, like, hours a day. This is a great game. I love this game. It's, it's I've a rhythm game. I've gotten used to Ultimate. <laughs> what? You, you, it's a rhythm game. You can spend hours on yeah. the game and it's still, like, you know, come back hours later. There's no stuff. They're, like, unendable games, basically. Yeah. And and the DLC keeps dropping. Like, they did World Ends With You and Neo The World Ends With You DLC, and I'm over here playing the songs, and I'm just playing my favorites, and I'm just trying to clear all the songs on Ultimate, and I'm just having a great time with theater. <laughs> and then another quick update, Lightfall. Um, I beat Lightfall, the campaign, had to cheese callus. Like mm-hmm. I said, I probably would have. But can we just take a minute to, like remember lance reddick who did pass away this past weekend Mm -hmm. who plays zavala man i went in and i sat in front of zavala and other people on destiny were sitting with me as zavala and i was just like i'm sad Mm. so man i now oh that's just i don't even know because 
his character i don't know if you know continues on so i, I wouldn't know that's that's such a difficult thing to happen yeah it's just upsetting um because, he yeah, will be remembered like what a great person and like he's in destiny he's in horizon uh, a lot of movies and tv shows mm-hmm. yeah so i don't I, w- I was gonna bring up lightfall in detail today but then i was like no nah, i'm just gonna talk about lance reddick for a second and and how we miss him because mm-hmm. like talk about the heart and soul of destiny since day one as yeah. Zavala. like day one literally it's been like almost he's the 10 face years of everything this point. like anything yeah. destiny he, it's that face it's that voice so it's like it's it's difficult so if you got destiny 2 gone to Zavala, run some strikes let's see kirby i've been playing a little more of i'm on the mm-hmm. fifth world the ice world oh no i've beat the ice world this morning so now i'm on that well, that was the fourth world now i'm on the fifth world which is like a sky world um i'll probably talk about that more as i finish it it's fine like i said mm-hmm. before i'm not really more or less impressed with it um i like star allies and forgotten land better um there's just something weird off about the movement to me in this one mm. um, i can't quite put my finger on it just yet um uh, but you and me tried a few things for a little while i think mm-hmm. one of them will probably stick with and i'm not sure about the other one yeah um, the one we might not stick with because i don't know I, cra- I was no. playing i was playing it a little more um and I, was, Dungeons. I, was, no, no. I was talking about code no. vein <laughs> yeah code vein the thing that really bums me out about code vein is that i can't upgrade it or progress or get weapons if we play in the same game it's only kind of like this idea that you already have to beat it's the like game souls. to help someone else play. Yeah, it's like I don't like that. I wish it was like the because it's in the Guardian universe. So I was like, I wish we just play the game and we can upgrade at the same time. Yeah, and like we could upgrade at the same time in God Eater. We just run in missions like as Monster Hunter and handle it. We progressed our story at the same time and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So Code Vein also presented us with a like very uninteresting in my opinion and complicated tutorial where mm-hmm. it was a lot of just like i don't really care about this why don't you show don't tell like a like the elden ring tutorial does where you're presented with a a couple of rooms that that give you the the gist of how to play and then you kind mm-hmm. of go figure it out naturally it's very natural in the souls game how you learn to play you're initially daunted by everything and then all of a sudden you're like no i understand how this works without having to explain the blood code and upgrade this and so much stuff to keep track of that it's just like coming off of elden ring i just don't think i can go back to a souls like of code veins nature mm-hmm. now the character creator is amazing though if really cool it, i i would say if god you have that same character creation it's like that would be amazing yeah I, I was making presets before we even tried the game and i was like this is the game this is code fashion <laughs> i've seen some people making characters in code vein on like twitter and stuff and i'm like i didn't know you could do that let me go and try this <laughs> but yeah um it, it just there's something because i was playing a little bit further than what we got um just last night and i was just like not feeling the way it plays out if that Mm. makes sense yeah no like maybe maybe like if i played this at launch instead of like four years later i would feel differently but i think i've been spoiled by like elden ring and those modern souls games like that like even Mm -hmm. sekiro um so yeah we also played Minecraft Dungeons. Um, this one we haven't played too much of yet, but I feel like it's a game we can like easily get on yeah. and like chill with. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a Diablo light. It's definitely like, oh, let's kill some time. Let's play a game. Let's just chill out. Let's just not be hectic and just play a game and have fun. That's definitely a game I could see us playing and just have fun with it. Yeah. Um. So it's a Diablo light. There's some light upgrade mechanics. Um. It, it, it plays extremely similar to diablo you can get like you can accidentally put yourself into higher level areas because of how the map selection thing works and i'm really gonna have to kind of like investigate how like the natural progression goes because it can either be really easy or really hard um depending on where your cursor ends up landing Mm -hmm. but i like that it's like an accessible diablo feels like diablo 3 versus 2 which was just incredibly hard and not rewarding to me at all um i like the i like those looter shooter games like like diablo 3 or like borderlands where you can go in and just very comfortably play through the maps without 
you know, a, a huge amount of care as like if you have the greatest weapons or if you're optimized or if you have the right synergies or spells set up. And Minecraft Dungeons just seems like if I want to play Diablo, but like mm-hmm. light, light Diablo. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see it. I, I definitely see us dropping Code Vein. I don't think it, we're going to probably do anything with it. It's unfortunate because our characters look amazing. Yeah, but the characters look but, fine, but the gameplay itself needs to also be fine, yeah. too. Um, like I said the other day, it made me want to go back and play God Eater 2 again. Because mm-hmm. we had a blast and a half with God Eater 2. Something we've never talked about on this podcast because it was actually before we started the podcast when we did God Eater 1 and 2. Um, yeah, those are great games. I almost wanted to get Monster Hunter Rise on, on PlayStation because it's on sale for like 20 bucks right now. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not with, not with Resident Evil coming out. But yeah. So those were our two tries from PS Plus this month. Code Vein and Minecraft Dungeons. And like I said, Battlefield. I tried it again. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it too long too mechanics heavy for me who just likes mm. an arcadey shooter so um yeah i think that's enough games for one week robert why don't we bring back pokemon drip pokemon drip this is diamond and pearl now usually we go with the most recent release character art for uh these but since the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl have CG renders of the characters, but no actual design changes, mm-hmm. we will be using the original artwork from 2007 um, mm-hmm. to do the Diamond and Pearl gym leaders. Because that, like, it's not going to be the coolest set of drip, but it, the, like, the 2D images do look a lot cooler than the 3D renders from the remakes. So uh-huh. today we are looking at the first gym leader of Diamond and Pearl, a rock-type gym leader, and his name is Rourke um Rourke has red hair a red hat he's wearing kind of like a gray suit and pants with some boots mm-hmm. kind of like a construction hat and he's got these uh yellow he's a mining hat yeah a mining hat there we go because he's a miner he helps you go yeah. into the underground um i'm not digging this jacket i'm digging the pants and the shoes and that's it other than that the pants and the shoes i like everything else i don't yeah uh it's it's not my favorite it it seems awfully plain for a mm-hmm. gym leader to me um not like norman's plain from from ruby and sapphire but it it, it feels like a rock type gym leader sure but mm-hmm. it's not extremely stylish type, yeah. i thought i thought Ro- i thought brock had a cooler you know outfit yeah. back in gen um, one than, than Rourke does like i said the pants and the and the shoes i i think yeah that's that's pretty good that's pretty drippy other than that nothing else really impresses me nothing else is screaming drip um i that's that's pretty i I think it's just kind of meh it's just just the 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 colors themselves are very kind of like i like the gray and yellow but it's also like too much of it there's too much word am i looking for it's kind of just like when something's just kind of just like meh like it's just like it's they're very the colors themselves are very like um muted? what's the word I'm looking for? Mute yeah, they're very muted colors. They're just like they're just, yeah, they're just like meh muted. They're just like it's gray, that's it. And then the yellow itself like yeah here's the thing, yellow is a very bright, highlightable color and it, even here it looks muted with the gray. It's yeah. just kinda like meh. I guess he fits the job description, but doesn't he, quite fit the the drip criteria. He he has pretty much function over fashion and the only thing he thought was kind of drippy was the the overshirt the jacket whatever it is but that i think that brought it down like i said the pants themselves are i think are better than the, the overshirt yeah pretty cool glasses though right <laughs> whatever the glasses and for that i give rourke two but i would say two yeah out of i five. agree with two <laughs> All right, to wrap us up here this week, we've got a couple of news stories, just two, mm-hmm. two brief ones. Um, new Switch Online games dropped. Uh, there's that so. pool one for the Super Nintendo. There's Exevious, a NES game that's like, um, I'm pretty sure this one is um, Namco, right? That's like a shooter, like a shoot 'em up. Um, mm-hmm. Then for Game Boy, they did Burger Time 
2 Deluxe, I want to say. Burger Time and, 2 Deluxe, uh, right. Or Burger Time Deluxe or something like that. But they did Kirby's Dreamland 2, which is like, that's a good one. I've mm-hmm. I'm already started on that one. That's the one with um, Rick Kind and Koo, the, the, the fish, the, 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 the mouse thing, and the, and the bird guy. Um, mm-hmm. to, like, And then, unlike Kirby's Dreamland 1, there's actually copy abilities in this game. So it's like... Mm-hmm. The the series is progressing fast at this rate. It's a pretty enjoyable little you know title. It's one of those games that like if if they hadn't like if I had gotten a Game Boy at some point, um, because you know I've like wanted one, but now I don't really need one because I I, I want it for the games and the games are all on here now. That this was one of the games I like really wanted to play. Mm-hmm. What else we got for news? Is that is that really pretty much it, or what else you got? Uh, we got one more thing, just a oh, little okay. interesting thing. Um, Resident Evil 4 reviews have dropped, and mm-hmm. it's reviewing about as well as you'd think, as mm-hmm. in, like, tens, 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 and more tens. Um, so I just wanted to remark on the fact that, isn't it funny how <laughs> the highest-rated games of 2023 so far are Metroid Prime and Resident Evil 4? <laughs> <laughs> remakes? A bunch it's of remakes. like speaking of like the quality of those games to the fact that like it's been 18 years since Resident Evil 4 and 21 since Metroid Prime and they're still at the top of Metacritic. <laughs> I mean, if a game's good, a game is good. It's like if they remade Super Mario World and you'd be surprised if it's like I said 10 out of 10. He was like, yeah, because it was 10 out of 10 back then. It's still a 10 out of 10. I guess yeah, so, it's yeah. more or less it's aged very well, and those games deserve. I to think get that's remastered. Yeah, because like Resident Evil Four is inherently changed gameplay wise, mm-hmm. whereas Metroid Prime Remastered, the gameplay itself is the same. Aside from I believe I don't believe you could move and shoot at the same time on the GameCube version. Um, so that's that's a new thing. I from what I remember, um, you might have been able to on the on the on the Wii remaster of it with the motion controls and everything. But like, mm-hmm. what a, what a great year when when Metroid Prime and Resident Evil Four are standing at the top compared to like everything. It's else the two thousands again. It's the it's the uh, sixth gen renaissance. We'll call it. It, it better be. Um. Anyway, that'll do it for the the brief news this week. Um. Next mm. week we. We'll probably have a Mario Kart dedicated episode. We might have a, a special guest on for that. So for right now, Robert, would you say we've done an episode for the week? Uh, yeah, that should wrap it up. All right. As always, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on our Twitter at Markers on the Map. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five star rating and review. Uh, subscribe. Uh, download an episode or listen on Google Podcasts and Spotify if you want to do that. And we always like to end each episode with a famous video game quote. And this one comes from a game you all know and love. Beloved game. Came out 10 years ago at this point. Just a classic. And that quote is, You know, Ellie, we really are the Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Later.